everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self, and today we are talking about how to accept the things you cannot change. (laughs) Help with control issues. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on social media. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo on both TikTok and Instagram, and I would love to say hi with you and chit-chat and just have the best time and get to know you. You're also welcome to send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, pro request, feedback, topics, suggestions, anything that you would like to let me know? please let me know. I, If you look in the show notes below, there's also a link to submit anonymous topic suggestions. And as luck would have it, today is one of those suggestions. So if you would like to suggest a topic to me and you do not want to tell me directly via social media or email, drop it in that anonymous form. I will not know it was you, but I will get your suggestion. Also down in the show notes is a link to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which comes out every Wednesday afternoon, early evening that has, you know, extra like stories and tidbits, knowledge and help. And also you will be, um, how would I say it? You'll be informed on what's coming out and uh, updates and things that are happening. The last thing that's down there is a link for you to RSVP for the planner that I will be releasing at the end of September. And it's not a promise for you to buy. It's just an RSVP for you to send your email in and I will be able to keep you updated on the actual release date. And then when the planner is actually available for sale, and then you can make your decision there. So check all of those things out in the show notes, but let's go ahead and jump right into today's topic, which again is how to accept the things you cannot change, help with control issues. And again, this topic is from the anonymous suggestion form. So I want to control everything. I want to dictate what happens and when and how because it makes me feel more comfortable and less anxious. Let's just be honest. And I want to know what is happening at all times and convince others how they should run their lives so there are no surprises for me there, you know, either and like I just don't want to be have their life, you know, like surprising me and maybe like getting in the way of what I want to do and to again be in control of like what's going around me. And you know, this is actually how a lot of people feel about needing to be in control. Um, That is how I feel, especially at the peak of my control issues that I have dealt with for years. I feel like it's getting a ton better working through that and really learning how to let things go let things go and kind of understand my control issues but this is how a lot of people feel about needing to be in control and you know you may not admit it out loud totally fine but it's how many of us feel and it's okay to admit this as truth when you're ready of course uh, because being honest with ourselves is the best the best the number one best way to jumpstart any sort of growth or personal um, improvement because It removes like a ton of hurdles that hold you hostage, essentially, and prevent you from retreating to your comfort zone because you haven't admitted your faults, your fears, or forgiven yourself yet. It's a lot of things packed into there, right? You got faults, you got fears to deal with, you got got to forgive yourself for some mistakes and failures and other things that have happened in your life. And being able to admit 
vulnerable thing, vulnerable things about and to yourself is like essentially gold. I'm telling you, give it a try, give it a try. Um, but back to needing to be in control. Again, a lot of people feel this way and you're going to have to come to terms with uh, your honesty in the control issues that you may be experiencing on your own. We all have to come at our own time to do that. And I have the most, the most hope for you in doing so. So again, you get to make that decision when you're ready. It is amazing. Needing control. You'll never have control over everything. <laughs> let's just be straightforward and honest. Let's not play any games. You know, I don't do that here. You'll never have control over everything. If this is news to you, then I understand how this will disappoint you and possibly lead to you being upset. I don't know. I can't project your emotions. I'm just guessing. But it's true. It's true. Uh, and, you know, sometimes people think that you can control everything if you have enough money and power in the world, which can work for a while. I'm not here to say that, no, that's impossible because, you know, if you just read the news, you'll see that and dig into some culture in different areas of the world, you will see that that it is true. But it can only work for a while. Um, it won't work for everything or forever, you know. Dynasties fall. Things happen. And things that they weren't expecting come up. And so their power and their money will fade away and they will not have control over everything. So it's best just to accept this truth now <laughs> and move forward uh, with like the tips on how to not let it cause grief in your life because really banking on the fact that you will have fame and fortune to help you control everything is unrealistic. <laughs> Let's just be honest, unrealistic. Uh, and shortly, I will give you some tips on how you can accept things that you cannot change as normal. But first, let's chat about why it's difficult to accept things outside of our control. So we believe that if we spend enough time, and I've been here, friends. Yes, I've been here. I'm, I do struggle, again, with control issues. I'm working on that. Been continually working on that for years. But if we, if we believe... We believe that if we spend enough time worrying about everything and acting as like a puppeteer, which immediately makes me think of the, um, what was it? Oh, Bye 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 video from the NSYNC music video. <laughs> immediately when I think of puppeteer, that's like the music video that pops into my mind. Yes, I'm a millennial. I'm older. It's just is what it is. So, you know, if we spend enough time worrying about everything and acting as a puppeteer, we will have... We believe that we'll have every answer and solution ready to prevent certain things from happening. We're like, we are prepared. We got everything we need. No need to worry. I'm in control. But, you know, we have no idea. This isn't true. Like, we have no idea. Okay? We have no idea what is going to happen next. But we do attempt to consider every possibility to be as covered as we can. But there's no way. There's no way. I'm telling you. 110 percent. 100 million percent. There's no way. There's no way. And don't come at me with like spreadsheets and math and tell me that you have the accuracy of predicting what's going to happen down to like, I don't know, 4 percent, you know, of being off. No. No. You don't know. You don't know. 
there's still that 4%, right? So it isn't true. There's no way. There's no way to do this, okay? There's no way to prevent, like, let's say a natural disaster from happening, right? And you might think, oh, well, Sabrina, I will just live somewhere where there aren't natural disasters. Are you kidding me? I don't think you can move anywhere where there aren't natural disasters because, again, it is a natural probably unexpected disaster that has happened. And, you know, as luck would have it, maybe you are the first one in that area, one of the first people to experience such natural disaster. Like there's no way, there's no way that you would know if that was going to happen or prevention from that not affecting you. You know what I mean? Because it's like even people that live in like freaking Louisiana, they know that natural disasters are out to get them and they still aren't fully prepared. So it, it don't don't come at me like, oh yeah, I know. I, I have all I have all the information. I don't think you do. But also, so you know, there's no way to prevent a natural disaster from happening, from getting sick with a disease or an ailment, ailment, you know, that goes undetected for months or years. So that could be some sort of like sickness or cancer, or anything like that. Like, think about that. Like, you can try to be your healthiest, right? I've seen people at their healthiest working out, eating, like actually eating healthy, you know, have a good job, good balance in life. They still end up with like cancer or some sort of terrible disease that they weren't expecting, that they thought that everything they were doing would prevent them from experiencing, right? There's no way. And, you know, Maybe even consider something a little easier to digest would be, which would be like a job letting you go, but not because of like your work ethic. Cause maybe you're like, I have it under control because everyone likes me and I do a really good job and I have all these people that vouch for me, this, that, and the other. Okay. Well, it's not because of your work ethic. It's because the company is going under, it's going bankrupt. It's no longer going to exist or it is going to exist, but not right now with you here. Okay. And there's no way for you to know that. And even if there is a way for you to know that and you feel like, oh, I'm going to save the day, there's no promise that you can do that, right? There is no possible way to know everything, which also means there's no possible way to control everything. So I hope I've made myself clear. You cannot control things. You might think you can, but it's temporary and it's really an illusion. And if you decide to live your life based upon an illusion, you will be very dissatisfied at one point when everything breaks down and the carnival is moving out of town, right? They only stay for so long and then they're on to the next. So would not to live your life based upon this illusion. So let's move on since, you know, I've really spoke about that, you know, let's move on to the benefit of just accepting what you cannot change. Would you like to guess the benefit before I actually say it, I will give you five seconds. I will give you five seconds. Are you ready? Okay. If you haven't guessed by now, the answer is peace and freedom. <laughs> peace and freedom. That is the benefit of accepting what you cannot change. The peace you will gain is from no longer having to worry about everything and everyone around you and what you believe needs to happen for everything to be under control. You will feel that peace rush upon you. I promise. Well, I promise at some point it will. (laughs) Maybe not right away. But yeah, it'll just uh, no longer having to worry about everything. 
Peace and comfort will come upon you eventually, and life will feel a little more calm, right? You'll just feel calm, and that's a nice feeling to have. Not all the time, but a majority of the time, now that you're letting go of this desire to just not have to control everything and accept things as they are. You will gain freedom also from not worrying, right? Not worrying also will give you a little like jump into freedom, but also staying locked down in your comfort zone and only doing things that feel comfortable for you. For you. So like you're also going to be free from yourself of, you know, only staying in your comfort zone and not stepping outside of that because, you know, comfort zones actually stunt personal growth. And they don't allow you to try new things, make mistakes, explore new skills and abilities, right? If you're continually doing things that you're comfortable with that make you feel safe, then you're not going to grow and expand and go through these ups and downs and ride the hills and valleys to really find out what you're missing, what needs to change, and what hidden talents and abilities you have that you didn't even realize you did because you weren't uh, opening yourself up enough and trying new things to discover those things, right? Because someone's not going to just like pop up at your house or in your head and be like, hey, just so you know, you're, you have not currently activated your last three abilities in this human life. You're going to have to explore and have those things just like come to you when it's ready. But, you know, you'll be more free to be your true self. I honestly believe that. Not the safe self you convinced was the real you, but the true self where, you know, you're experiencing peace and freedom. You're letting things go. You're accepting things as they are. And you're living your life much more comfortably. It sounds so nice. So nice. It's kind of similar to my goal of being unbothered. You're just chill. It was chill. Also, Another note, we can't spend our lives in denial of what is actually happening to us or around us because it will only delay the emotional response or reaction that is going to happen. So if you're just putting off, you know, accepting what is true and real and what's happening, yeah, you're just kind of sweeping it under the rug. And when you get re-triggered with remembering that and you continue to sweep it under the rug, it'll become like a, a mountain, a volcano that will eventually spew over. And then you'll have to deal with the aftermath of that, which is way more work than just dealing with those feelings right now. So it's important. We don't want to live in denial. We want to accept things as they are and that we cannot change. I also wholeheartedly, which I feel like is like another cheesy, you know, phrase that again, all cheesy phrases most cheesy phrases are real. They're real and they're true. They're just cheesy because they're oversaid and people like roll their eyes despite the fact that it is a cold hard truth most of the time. Uh, but I wholeheartedly believe in the phrase, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's kind of like something that I lean into these days and it helps me to be calm and it helps me to not jump into an anxiety attack and worry so much. It just is what it is. And it's not as though I'm giving up like having any change happening or growth or anything like that. It's just like really me being like, this is what it is right now in this present moment. I cannot go back in time and do anything about it. I need to figure out what to do now to go forward 
and this is what it is right now and it could, you know, change, progress into something else later, maybe, depending on what's happening. But despite how basic this phrase is, it's true. It's true. It is what it is. What has happened has happened. There is no time machine. I say that a lot lately, but I need you to know there's no time machine. I I wish there was. And if there is, I need you to email me right now. (laughs) Hit me up on social. Send me an email. I need to know the deeds. Let me know. But yeah, so choosing to move forward and accept it and not try to move backwards, which won't solve anything, but choosing to accept it and move forward is the only way to make the best of the situation. On that note, we're going to jump into seven tips on how to accept what you cannot change. Here is my normal disclaimer that this is not a conclusive list of tips and ideas that will help you accept what you cannot change. I encourage you to ask a therapist or a counselor to help you more detailed, deeply, if you feel these do not pertain to you, but you do feel like something needs to be done and changed. So this is based on my research, my experience, and other people's experiences. Also, a second disclaimer for this is that Uh, it's hard for me to say. It's uh, this does not pertain to like abusive situations. So if you're sit, you're like if you're in a relationship or in a home household that is engaging in that, um, it will feel like you know you don't have control of the situation. And these tips are not geared towards that. Me saying that you just need to accept what you cannot change. This doesn't apply to that, okay? So I don't need anyone coming at me being like, well, what this, that, and the other. This does not apply to that, okay? We can't just continue to generalize things and then be mad about it because someone didn't specifically mention that this wasn't about that or that this is what you do in this particular situation. I choose not to speak on that, okay? But it does not pertain to like abusive situations that will need a whole different outlook and plan to deal with. So just know that, okay? Going into that, going into this. So here are seven tips on how to accept what you cannot change. Number one, know the difference between accepting and embracing something. So before you actually full swing into something that you can do right now, this is what will help you. It will help you understand what you're doing or what you're about to do. Know the difference between accepting and embracing something. When you accept something, you decide to recognize what it is as valid or correct, or it may even be something you just tolerate because you know that it would be best. Just is what it is, right? So when you accept something, you're just recognizing it and and tolerating it. However, when you embrace something, you welcome it in willingly. You are on board with whatever is happening. You're just there. You are there for it. And that's important to note. You are there for it. So it's important to know this distinction because I know that there is a little bit of confusion when people are like, you just need to accept what you cannot change. And that feels like you need to embrace it and be excited about it. You absolutely do not. 
So just because you accept something doesn't mean you got to like it or enjoy it. Again, it is what it is. So just know that you're not like, I'm excited for this crazy change that feels like it's going to turn my life upside down. No, you're just like, okay, this is happening. Nothing I can do. We're going to ride the wave. Number two, be optimistic. I literally had a pause when I came up with this tip and I was like, negative connotations all over. And that's not what I want. I'm not going to do some simplified like tip list and just put on the most, you know, generalized things I can do. Like be optimistic. No, this is very specific. So this is not the same being optimistic as being positive in the way you would think of like if you're just going to pretend everything is going to be okay. You know, you know how some people are positive or they engage in toxic positivity and they're just like, everything is great. It's all fine. No issues. Even though you are up to your ears and your eyeballs in issues, but you're pretending that it doesn't exist because you want to be optimistic. You want to be positive. You want to be uplifting. Such crap. Okay. You can still be uplifting while dealing with crap and being like neutral, neutral tech. You don't always have to be bubbly and happy and positive. And I know that people that are people pleasers will struggle with this. Believe me, I do as well because I am a recovering people pleaser, but you got to work hard to get what you want. And that also includes, um, you know, not buying in to toxic positivity. You know, oftentimes things will not be okay. And it's important to note that because sometimes when we are told or think of being an optimist, um, we think it's all roses, but, and everything is fine, but it's not. And, and it's not. It's oftentimes are not okay. But we need to lean into optimism to get through the tough times and find a way to survive. Get through those tough times and find a way to survive. It's like priority number one. How are we going to survive? How are we going to do it? Think of being an optimist as someone that shifts their perspective and finds anything favorable in the situation. Favorable, silver lining, bonus points, whatever. Find something that is a perspective shift. Here's an example. And I, I, I don't know that I have examples for every single one of these, but they just come to mind. An example of being optimistic and, you know, trying to find that favorable moment in something that's outside of your control and sucks is, I recently, I've told this story, I'm not going to tell it in detail, but I recently had my car sideswiped and still me living in my it is what it is kind of thing as opposed to being mad that my car got damaged by a hit and run so no one else is responsible except for me and my high deductible hello I try really hard to not let those things you know cloud my whole day and not enjoy the rest of my day because of this one thing instead I'm gonna think well I am grateful that me and my daughter are both alive since we were in the car. Number two, I am glad that it didn't damage my car more than it did, 
which is really just like a road rash scrape on the driver's side and um, and then like in the front and all this other stuff. And then I am also grateful that I have car insurance and that if I want to pay $1,000, then I can get the car fixed for the rest of the charge on them. And I'm grateful that they didn't hit anyone else that I saw while they were driving like a maniac, right? So, you know, you're just finding those like those moments, those things where you're like, okay, everything is not bad just because one thing or two things or even three things happened. You can still find some positive, some optimism in the situation that you are going through. You know, finding something favorable. Anything you can grasp onto that will help you not crumble into a million pieces, that's gold. It's fantastic gold. You can also use this mindset as a way to remind yourself that there is more good than bad in the world. I know a lot of people don't believe that. It's hard to see that because we are, you know, continuously highlighting all the bad things that are happening, talking about those, sharing those things on social media. When I do know there's a point in the the pandemic where John Krasinski was doing like a YouTube news show where he would only show good news, which I think is helpful because again, all this negativity, regardless of whether it's happening on the news in the world or even in your real life, tends to overshadow the good things that are happening, which are important to report on and remember. So be optimistic and accept whatever it is by finding something that will, that, you know, will believe it was not all for nothing. Of course, I think my accident most times is all for nothing. However, it did alert me to the fact that our deductible was really high and other things that actually I benefited from via a car insurance company. So not a total loss. And the car wasn't a total loss either. So be optimistic. Number three, stop hanging on to the past. This is an easy one. Just don't hang on to the past. You know, it's not helping. I promise. It's not. And there is nothing you can do to change the past, right? Facts. All we can do is move forward with the lessons we received from those experiences so you can glean all that information and knowledge that you learned through that experience. And I believe it'll get better. Believe when you do it again, you'll have a leg up. Believe when you do something similar, it'll be way better. You have figured out the formula and, you know, be on your way. Um, And there is nothing you can do to change the past. Again, it's it's locked up. We don't got a time machine yet, but you let me know when. (laughs) But it's locked up. All we can do is move forward with the lessons we received from those experiences and believe it will get better. To believe that it will get better. And I know that hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes, classic. But nitpicking what should have happened is just continuing to open a wound that could, uh, could have healed if it was left alone, right? Cut, scrape on your arm, keep picking at it, keep looking at it, keep touching it. When in reality, you just need to keep that area clean plop a bandage on top and check on it in two days. You can't be just nitpicking everything. It'll just, it'll continue to open that wound. 
And if you find yourself getting caught up in the past, and it's hard for you to step back from that, stop and ask yourself this question. How is this helping me right now? How is this helping me right now? Likely the answer will be it's not, and you'll just feel the need to move on, and you will move on. And I think I saw some lady today that said she was going to move on, but I heard it somewhere else. Anyway, stop hanging on to the past, move forward, try new things, you know, ask yourself, how is this helping me right now? If it's not, it's got to go. It's got to go. So stop hanging on to the past. Number four, shift your expectations. Just shift them. Shift them right over. Shift them right down. You can't have high, unreasonable, and unknown expectations in your life, uh, or you will always be disappointed. <laughs> that is the truth. Set high expectations, expectations people don't know about, things that are re- unreasonable. You know, you will be disappointed, right? And you'll desire for things that are unlikely to happen when your expectations are out of reach, right? You're like, oh my gosh, even more worry towards the parents or whomever that, crap, this sucks, I don't know what to do. But it's important to shift your your expectations. Shift your expectations by being honest about whether what you want is necessary or even possible or not, right? Because maybe you're walking by, you know, the mall and working in the mall, walk by a store and, you know, you want to, you want to get in there. You want to like, you know, make money there, figure it out. Right. Um, but if you have expectations right away that you're going to get fat, you're going to get hired on as some sort of like management, it might not work out for you. It might not work out for you. You know what I mean? Disappointment. You'll desire for things that are are unlikely unlikely to happen with those expectations. So, you know, again, being honest about whether what you want is necessary or even possible. Is it even possible, right? Because if it's not, it's a waste of time even considering it. And if this is your way of achieving happiness by setting goals or setting expectations, excuse me, that you feel are correct, just know that expectations are never the way to go. Like never, never in a million years, never should you be looking to expectations to uh, expectations of people and places and things to keep you happy that will fade over time for sure. And it's important to know and, to, and understand that being happy is a choice. It's, it's, it's a choice that you make based on what's happening presently with your family uh, not what you what not what you could make happen, not like in the future, maybe possibly, right? Right. So you know it's a choice, which sucks because a lot of people are like, it's not a choice. All these things make me feel this, that, and the other, but they're not making you feel those things. You choosing to feel those things. You have to remember that it's easy to blame something else for the problem that you created just because it's embarrassing and awkward and. You don't want to deal with it. I get it, but it's not right. So, yeah. But yeah, if you're looking for certain expectations to be fulfilled in your life and that is going to equate to happiness, it's a mistake, my friend. It's it's a mistake. 
um, you know, they will never go the way you want. Your expectations will never go the way that you want. So being happy is a choice, like I said, not what you can make happen. And it needs to be like an organic, like flow through life often enough. Um, happiness does needs to like flow in and out, you know, unlike trying to make or expect things to happen the way you want and letting circumstances dictate your feelings, meaning what's happening around you, uh, you think immediately puts you in an angry mood when in reality, it's actually the conversation has turned and it's a positive thing and you're wasting out on opportunities for customers and, you know, uh, for your shop or whatever to be open by, you know, not just like (laughs) not allowing things to just flow, you know, trying to make or expect things to happen the way you want and letting circumstances dictate your feelings. It's not going to work out. It's just not. So having that organic flow, and that's the best way I can describe it for shifting your expectations. It's just being more like, I'm going to expect less, less, hope for more, but just go along with what's going to happen and make the moves I need to make for my life to be the best it can be. Number five. Number five is honor your feelings. It's not fun, but it's necessary to honor your feelings. You got to honor your feelings and allow those to just flow, right? Don't coop them up. Don't like hold them in. Let yourself feel however you feel about the situation at hand that's happening and unpack it. Really understand why you're feeling this way, how you came to that feeling. What does this mean for you? Don't pretend you aren't whatever it is. Don't pretend you're not feeling anything. That's stupid and it's a lie. Accepting your feelings will make it a lot easier to accept what's outside of your control because you at least get to express how you truly feel, feel you're getting it all out and not live in like a mental prison of resentment and built up like anger, disappointment, grudge holding, things like that, right? You don't want to build that up again with the example of continuing sleeping things under the rug until it becomes a big, large mountain volcano, spews out everywhere. It's worse than it would have been at the beginning dealing with it. So accept your feelings, honor those feelings so that you can like let out how you feel and it'll be a lot easier to move forward because you don't have all of this pain built up in you. Number six of seven, you guys are almost done. Number six is focus on what you can change. Focus on what you can change. This is like the most classic piece of advice for people that struggle with accepting what they cannot change. You have to focus. You have to refocus on something else that you can change. The only thing we really have control over though in our lives is ourselves. And then sometimes, you know, children to a a minimal point when they're younger. (laughs) Uh, But it's really just ourselves. We think we have control over other people in some situations, but all but all it takes is like some sort of like wild card moment to jumble everything up and it'd be a hot mess express. So focus on what you can do to be your best self, to like strengthen your mindset, to work on your self-awareness, learn what your triggers are, all the things that will help you understand yourself better. Focus on those things. We also can control our environment 
to a point. So make a change there if you feel like that's necessary and that will be beneficial to you and easier for you to accept what's happening if you're kind of removed from it. And I know some people would consider this like, oh, that's like a cowardly move. I don't think so. If you feel like you can have a fresh, renewed life away from it while also dealing with your trauma, then so be it. But if you're running from your trauma, then yes, it's not going to work out as you would like. And, you know, I also want to mention you have control over what you tolerate from others. We absolutely do. Personal boundaries. Some people might think that you don't, but you do. Just know that. It's truth. You don't have to, like, take any abuse, whether it's physical or mental, from anyone. I don't care how close they are to you. I don't care if they're related to you, regardless, from anyone. So it's important to focus on what you can do, you know, and it will help you accept everything else because you can figure out a way for you to navigate through life, like through it all. So if something happens and, you know, kind of throws you off course, right? Um, you're focusing on you though and not everything else and how everything needs to be a certain way. You're just like, okay, I'm going to accept that this thing is happening. I don't have any control over it. What can I do to remedy this situation for me? That's that's what you ask yourself. That's what you figure out. And then you navigate your life through it, past it, around it, as you see fit to benefit you. Okay, number seven and the last one that I want to share with you today is make new goals. You might think, how the heck does making new goals apply to accepting what you cannot change? Well, figure out, it's just, it's basically figuring out what you can do next. Make new goals. You know, if this thing ends, whether it's due to failure, like whatever you're going through right now that you feel like you don't want to accept, but you need to accept. If it's due to failure or mistakes made or something else, you still need to move forward. There's like, that's never going to change. You still need to move forward. Can't just sit there forever in that pain. Um, So moving forward, which means figuring out what's next. What is next for you? What are the next goals, the new, you know, achievements that need to be, that need to happen? You need to create new goals and aspirations, even if those things are similar to the last one that we just experienced, just with some adjustments based on what happened previously, right? Learning from our personal past experiences, taking that forward with us. So making adjustments when you see fit, right? Create new goals and aspirations. And, you know, creating new goals will push you to keep moving forward, and not get stuck in obsessing over what other, like what happened before. Instead of constantly thinking about what happened yesterday, what happened in the past, right? You're going to start creating new goals and aspirations and what you're going to do next. And if you're going to, you know, talk to someone or, you know, do an activity that's outside of your comfort zone or whatever it is, um, creating new goals, so darn helpful, right? So, you know, you want to keep, you want to be kept moving forward. I recently did something where I was talking about motivation online and motivation is tough because you have to like find it or you just really, you're relying on discipline to keep you going in whatever you're doing. Uh, But motivation can be easily created by us, which I feel is more fulfilling when we need to get stuff done, but creating new goals will just light that fire underneath you. And, and get you going, really, you know? Um, 
But yeah, it's easier to accept what you cannot change when you realize that your life can still be what you want it to be, even with the changes you'll need to make. Even with those changes, minor, major, whatever they are, your life can still be as great as you want it to be. You just have to see it from a different perspective and try something different that you've never tried before that may totally, utterly be amazing, maybe terrible, maybe try something else that might be the absolute perfect fit, right? So we seem to think we always know like what's best for us, but don't realize there is more waiting for us. If we learn to flex in life, there's a higher level. There's more God wants to provide for you, but our minds are so small. And I don't mean that like rudely. It's just even mine. Like we get so hyper-focused on how we know what to do when there's more that we could ever imagine out there. So we need to be flexible. So make new goals because That'll help you set your sights on something else to move forward and to not be so um, focused on what happened in the past, leading you to not want to accept it for what it is, right? So make new goals. But that's all I have for you today, all seven tips on how to accept what you cannot change. And again, thank you to the person that submitted this through the anonymous topic suggestion form linked in the show notes below. But Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. Thank you for downloading, sharing, and um, listening to the show. I appreciate every single one of you. But until next time, have a good one, and I will see you next time, my friends. Bye, everyone.